0: Hello listeners, and welcome back to the Compass Podcast, where we talk about the morals and ideals involved in life and how to navigate them properly. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Maisie Beams, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Sequoia Ravenu,
1: and Christian Van Eyden.
0: For our new listeners, each week we break down a concept in society and analyze how to make the most of it. This week, we decided to talk about materialism, the real value of money, and how much our possessions matter in the grand scheme of life.
2: In today's discussion, we will be explaining what we mean when we say materialism is flawed. Here are some real world examples of people's lives being changed based on their approach to material wealth. After, we'll discuss how their approach had an effect on the people around them and what they could have done instead to make their lives better. The first story that I want to talk about um, is just my personal experience with
0: wealth and how it affects people's lives. I went to a private school from preschool up until eighth grade and just some of the things that I noticed at that school were kind of shocking when it comes to money. Um, a lot of people only used their money just to flaunt how much money they had. From when I was very little, I noticed that some of the other kids had all materialistic things. They only had name brand clothes. They had the nicest backpacks. Their parents had the nicest cars. They took the most extravagant vacations. Um, and it really didn't change when we started growing up. As we grew up, I started to notice that um, it wasn't their parents' influence anymore that made these kids materialistic. And I wanted to take a break from that, so I decided to transfer to a public school. But what was interesting is once I got to high school, I realized that, if anything, the materialism has not gotten better at all. It's actually gotten worse. So as these kids have grown up, they've learned that materialism and materialistic things equals wealth and value. It's unfortunate to see that so many of my peers are graduating while still believing that the only goal in life is accumulating wealth.
1: Sadly, it's not only among high schoolers that we see this philosophy prevailing. It's also been the main philosophy in business for many years. After all, the main determinant of a successful business is how much money it makes. The stakes are higher, too, because businesses have a much larger effect on communities and on the world than any individual could hope to. That's where our next example ties in. At the peak of his wealth, he was worth almost $100 billion, or $150 billion in today's money. But that all changed after he heard a 1994 interview with Stephen Jobs, founder of Apple, in which he talked about the problems that Bill would run into when he kept accumulating all this money. In it, he said, If you say, well, how do you feel about Bill Gates getting rich off of some of the ideas that we had? Well, you know, the goal is not to be the richest man in the cemetery. This really struck Gates hard, and it inspired him to turn to philanthropy, creating the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in 2000. Since then, it has become the world's largest private foundation at over $50 billion in assets and has fought to end extreme poverty in nations around the world by bringing clean water, sanitation, and education. By changing his views on the purpose of wealth, Bill has helped to bring countless thousands of people out of poverty, and he is part of the reason that the worldwide infant mortality rate has been cut in half in the past two decades. We see this as an excellent example of what you should do with wealth, rather than just keeping it all to yourself.
2: In summary, the people within these examples showed the contrasting yet authentic values of money. Money can be used to better yourself not only materialistically, but on a much deeper scale as well. The personal satisfaction of money often overshadows the moral purpose. Seeing money as a tool to help others is what it takes to make the world
1: a better place. Those are our thoughts anyway. If you agree, or if you'd like to hear us discuss more ideas like this, tune in next week for a new episode.
0: Thanks for listening to the Compass Podcast. I'm your host, Maisie Beams. Sequoia Rabinier.
1: And Christian Benighton.
0: We'll see you next week.